When was the last time you had a good workout? Maybe it was at the gym. Maybe you just have a labor-intensive job. Or maybe you played Good Samaritan for a day and helped your neighbor move some furniture. No matter how you did it, the feeling afterwards is a satisfying one. Your energy level spikes for a time, and your muscles have a slightly comfortable and lingering warmth. Biologically, you have in fact just gotten stronger. The fibers of your muscles have torn, but in time will heal to be stronger and larger than before. Make way, ladies. The gun shows in town. On today's episode, we will discuss not our physical workout, but our spiritual one in a brand new ongoing series called Spiritual Muscles. Today's exercise, prayer. Stay tuned. Lance Howery. Kind of like a rabbit's foot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if our first five podcasts are lucky. <laughs> Do you ever we had any, I don't know if we'll have any views. I don't know. Zane Potter. And let, let's, let's be honest here. It's not exactly five-star media. This is Men in Armor. Good. It's all good. Hey, everybody. Welcome yet again to episode three of the Men in Armor podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Zane Potter. Across the table from me is Lance Howery. How are you doing today, bud? Doing good. Yeah? Doing good. It's been a, it's been a decent day. Busy yeah. at work, but that's good. I like being busy. Did you get a lot done? Yeah, I got a lot done. Got some quotes done. Got some stuff done. Yeah. Mm. So uh, anything exciting or relatively unexciting happened this week? Oh, you're referring to my key story? Yeah. Oh, okay. You said you were going to put it on here. I want I want everyone to hear it. Okay. Well, I can tell my key story. So everyone, if you ever been to like a parking lot, like a Dylan's parking lot, like a super, you know, supermarket, whatever. And you got these metal grates that are like drainage, yeah. drainage grates for water runoff. Anyways, I've always been, I've always thought in my head, like when I walk by one, that I need to uh, not drop something down because, you know, never getting that back, right? <laughs> well, I literally had that thought as I, I parked and I seen one right in front of me and I was like, ha, ah, get my phone in my pocket. Well, as I was getting my phone in my pocket, I accidentally dropped my keys they bounced once on the ground and then right into the grates. It's about a 12-foot drop. And so I was, uh, I called my wife. I was like, um, Desi, do you, uh, um, can you bring my other set of keys? And, you know, I was like, I just didn't know what I was going to do. And she's like, we well, want me to bring a fishing pole. And so I was like, yeah, that'll work. I'll try that. <laughs> um, and so. Fisherman Lance Harry. Check out his fishing page, by the way. Yeah. He's got a fishing page. Um, I. I then was like, all right, babe, I'm going to go in do my grocery shopping. She's like, what? You're going to leave your keys? I'm like, they're 12 feet down. Is somebody going to steal them? <laughs> and so I went in, did my grocery shopping, came back out, and I uh, she got the fishing pole. And ironically, the lure I just put on it was a rat. 
And um, so I'm using this rat in the sewer drain, is what I called it, <laughs> and uh, to try to get these keys out. It took me about four minutes, had people coming up, but I did get them out. And uh, one person was like, one lady, I had just pulled them out, and um, I think I handed them to Desi, and she's like, oh, what a hero. <laughs> and I was like, so I didn't correct her and tell her that they were my keys. <laughs> you know, I was helping my pregnant wife out, so she... <laughs> It was her keys. I actually told her when she showed up, if anyone asks, these are your keys. <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, I, I normally like, I normally overreact to things. I mean, it's kind of the way I go sometimes when it, when probably not as serious, something that's not too serious, I probably blow out of proportion. And that yeah. time my wife was proud of me because I, uh, I didn't, I didn't overreact. It was yeah. weird. Like, I mean, I went in and grocery shopped. I mean, I wasn't worried about it, I guess. Yeah. Do you think, like, so... They were, uh, I couldn't get the grates off either. They were, like, down. Really? Yeah. Are they bolted or something? I don't know. Or I, maybe they're cemented in there. Maybe. Interesting. Hmm. You know, it makes sense. Probably One thought was, oh, you're going to have to call the fire department or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I ever worried about dropping stuff down. When I was a kid, I always worried about falling down them. Yeah. 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 I always thought my ankle was going to get sucked. And despite the fact that there's no way my body could fit, in those slots, I just knew that if my foot went down there, the rest of my body was going down there. There was just no, there's just no way around it. So, yeah, that was my story for after church on Sunday. It was um, getting groceries and dropping yeah. keys. So you know, when you think in the grand scheme of things, you say you you know you overreact stuff. Yeah, and you know there's some things that I overreact to, especially when it comes to like my time, like if. Uh, if I need to be somewhere, like for instance, so uh, I really wanted Reagan to meet my grandparents. This was two weeks ago. Okay. And uh, the thing was, is so they were going. Reagan's his girlfriend, by the way. Just yeah. Let everybody yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, the apple. Shout out to Reagan. <laughs> anyway, she's not allowed to listen. This is men in armor. We let everybody <laughs> listen. We don't discriminate. <laughs> anyway. So the, there's my, there's there's women on here that want to learn yeah what what well, goes on in maybe, a guy's mind. Maybe, and, sorry, I, I made an assumption. I apologize. <laughs> but uh, don't worry, I'll defend. I'll defend everyone. Uh, my dad and my grandparents. My grandparents had just come up because they were all going to go to this family reunion thing. The only re- reason I didn't go is because I just learned about it the night before. My dad thought I knew about it. And I'm like, no, you're you're telling me for the first time. <laughs> so uh, thanks for the late notice, Dad. Yeah. So uh, he asked me. Because obviously my grandparents, they're running on their schedule. He asked me, like, you know, when are you going to be here? And uh, uh, I texted him back right away. He says he never got it. But I texted him back right away and said, I'm on my way home. I'm going to grab up Reagan and we'll swing by. And uh, we had to stop by the gas station for some reason. I can't remember why. Oh, no. We had to stop by Dylan's to cast a check. Okay. And uh, good thing you didn't run into the key problem. There. Yeah, yeah. Drop the check down the the grade. Yeah. And uh, I called him. I'm like, hey, uh, are you guys still there? And uh, he's like, no, we left. And I'm like, because so, I mean, this whole time I'm like, really trying. You know, the lady's taking forever to cash his check. Uh, you know, it seemed like we're hitting every red light, and I was getting really worked up. Yeah. And uh, so stuff like that will get me going but well. yeah i, I have a I, like my problem is when things don't go as planned which is pretty much 
every day of life, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, if I have a plan and it doesn't go as planned, then it's the end of the world. It's gonna, I'm going to overreact, and everything that goes along with that is ruined or yeah. over. Or, yeah. You know, I just kind of... I think it comes from just a lot of things going wrong over the last yeah. probably six years of my life and um, kind of, like, just being done with things going wrong. Yeah. And so... Um, when things don't go right, I tend to, I'm trying to work on it though. Like, I mean, I think that was a good, like, I didn't, I don't know if I actively, I was like, well, I'm not going to overreact. No, I think I just didn't overreact. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be better at that type yeah. of stuff. Well, I mean, and that, that's the thing is like, when we say overreact, we mean overreact as in like, it's a knee jerk thing. Yeah. You know, cause you dropped your keys. That's a major inconvenience to your life. But if you sit down and think, I mean, okay, so I don't know what kind of keys were on your key ring. Well, that's that's a funny thing. My wife asked me like that uh, when I got back home, and I'm like, "Well, uh, it was our house keys, uh, the only key I have to the gate in the back, um, some keys that my dad gave me for his vending machines, mm. and uh, my truck key. So <laughs> they were pretty valuable keys. Yeah, yeah. And see, but if you have like time to sit and think, like you can make a copy of the house key, your truck key. I mean, I imagine you have a spare. Yeah, truck keys are expensive. Yeah, they're about like two, or three, keys. two or three hundred bucks yeah. on those fobs nowadays. Um, the vending machine keys, I don't know what you'd I'd get new ones. I don't know. I don't know how you'd go about well, that. Well, it's probably more like I didn't want um, to tell my dad I lost his vending machine <laughs> keys. Like, that, well, that would have been more like it. Yeah. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> no, but my point is, like, if we had, if, if when something like that happens, if we could, like, freeze time and just sit and think for, like, 30 minutes and think about how that really affects us. More often than not, I imagine that the problem wouldn't be near as bad yeah. as when we first well, and, and I think my thought process honestly turned out right that time because I think I was thinking in my head, all right, well, we'll figure out how to get these keys. I mean, it might... Honestly, I think I was thinking more of the embarrassment side of it Yeah. than, all right, I'm going to probably have to go get someone <laughs> or I'm going to have to call someone else to come help me yeah. or... You know, worse. I was like, the worst of it. Maybe I had to call the fire department. I don't. You know, I didn't know. Which turns out wasn't a problem anyway, because everyone just thought they were Desi's keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it worked out. But I think that was my thought. Uh, that was the worst part of my thought process. Was probably just thinking, oh, well, how is this gonna be embarrassing? But I was thinking, I, I never thought, oh, they're gone, gone. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they're down there, twelve feet, but it's not raining today, at least. So. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe. How can we segue this into what we're actually talking about? Well, let, let's let's wait one more second because how was your day? How, how how's your week? Got any cool stories? No, no. Okay, I tried to set them up. Guys. <laughs> I bought a gun. You bought a gun? Yeah. Okay. On uh, sat on what was it? Friday. Me and me and Reagan drove down to Oklahoma City, and uh, I bought a gun. I just went. I went and saw what they had around, and went and bought one. Cool. So it's, it'll be a fun little toy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that. That's probably the highlight of my weekend, to be honest. Okay, that's <laughs> nice. That's nice. Well, I went fishing this weekend too. That was fun. Yeah, three. I went three times on Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Did you just get home the first after the first one and say, "Man, I want to go again"? Or well, the pond's in behind my house, so not too hard to go again. Right. Well, know. I didn't know if you go there every time, or maybe you. Went no, somewhere. I don't go there every time, but I did that day. Um, I went in the morning, and then I was like. Um, the boys were going to go with me, but I, I kind of got in trouble. So they had to stay in the room. And then I went out while they were napping 
Yeah. <laughs> and then I was kind of done. It was humid that day. It was yeah. humid. I was pretty much done. But I, then, then they really asked me to go that later that night, and I was like, all right, I'll be the good father, yeah. and I took him out. So uh, the first two times I was shooting video for my Bass Kicking Outdoor YouTube channel, but um, the second time I just took them out. Or third time when I went out, I just took them out and, and had, this was, had fun this with them. this was Saturday? Yeah. Saturday humidity was awful. Oh, it was bad. It was really bad. I mean, I think we went to we went up to Kansas City to watch my sister's first play. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, just, just, get, just walking to the gas station was horrendous yeah it was i i i went through four shirts that day you know Man. i don't know if that's tmi for everyone but well <laughs> well i came in and i changed every time i didn't want to sit there and you know hang out with my wife in a dirty shirt so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah here's how we segue this hey guys we're talking about something today what yeah, are we you, talking about zane well uh we're talking about spiritual muscles and this is going to be I wouldn't call it a series because we're not going to do it back to back. It's going to be more like a. Uh, just, it's going to be a continued series. Yeah, like a touch and go. Like we might do two or three every season. So um, spiritual muscles. Today we're talking about prayer. Probably one of your strongest spiritual muscles, though most people probably don't know that. Um, strongest in how? Well, I mean, like as far as the power that you can gain from prayer. Okay. So, if that makes sense. All right. Makes Why sense. would you disagree? Oh no, I just didn't know if you were talking like I mean, maybe someone's not strong in prayer right now and they don't oh, have a well, strong muscle. So, well, yeah. well, I mean, you're just saying in general of all the muscles that we're going to talk about, yeah, prayer is the most powerful one. Can be, yes, okay. yes. Anyway, so question of the day: How often do you pray? How often do you pray, Lance? Um, I pray every day. Yeah, I've developed a good habit with my boys. We pray every night together yeah. as a family. Yeah. Um, we don't miss. Um, and uh, so that I think that's a very important part. I, it's awesome to listen to the kids pray. And sometimes they're not as interested or not as focused. But no. most of the time they are. And it's pretty cool prayer, listening and pray to God and stuff and um, getting to pray for them. And I try, try to pray for my wife every night. Uh, I think we don't achieve that. We either fall asleep yeah. or... yeah. But I think it's an important thing that I, I tr strive to try to do, yeah. uh, not to go to sleep without trying to pray. Most of the time, she's already fallen asleep, and I'm like, hey, let's pray. I'm <laughs> sleeping, you pray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How often should we pray is the question. First of all, how often do you pray? How often do I pray? Yeah. Oh, we're just gonna we're gonna incriminate me now. Yeah. I was hoping we'd skip right over that. No, we we already incriminated me with a story today. <laughs> incriminated um, me with my prayer time. But here lately, I haven't been praying near as much as I should. Yeah. Uh, there's been for the last month or so, I've gone more than a few days without talking to him. So it's this this was definitely convicting when I was when I was drawing this up. Because it's like, man, yeah, I, uh, I'm really, I, I don't feel qualified to write on this, but you know, it's just one of those deals. Maybe I need to feel convicted. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's awesome about us doing this podcast because you know we we've told we've told everyone that we don't we're not the end all know all for all this knowledge of Bible stuff and yeah, and religion and following Jesus, but we uh, we're learning as we go as we talk to talk about this and yeah. Um, and so it has been convicting each week 
what we yeah. talk about, learning about it, and slash just talking about it. I yeah. am convicted by it, and pray, praying, prayer is a very important part. So um, I feel like I feel like I do have my kid thing down. I feel like I do have um, semi trying to pray with my wife down. Need to get better at that, but yeah. I also. I feel convicted in the fact that I feel like I haven't prayed as much personally and had that personal time yeah. with God. And we'll get into that later. But Well, what's funny is uh, I remember it was really weird because um, I was... Uh, this was probably three or four months ago. Yeah. Um, like three of my favorite pastors were doing series on how to pray. Hmm. Which is a really weird concept. I mean, you don't think, you know, it, most Christians probably, oh, well, I'm a Christian. Of course I know how to pray. Right. But do you? I mean, because I thought I knew how to pray until I listened. And it, they were all doing it at the same time. It was really odd, you know, back to back. Charles Stanley did one. Um, Chuck, uh, not Chuck Swindoll, uh, Chip Ingram did one. And, uh, wow, his name escapes me. I can't remember. Um Anyway, so three of my favorite speakers were doing series on how to pray. Pastor number three. Yeah, pastor number three. And uh, so uh, Charles Stanley made a good point that, you know, once you get into this, prayer becomes a work. It's not just a, you know, just a thing you do. It becomes work. It's something that you have to continue at even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of harrowing, but at the same time, very truthful. Something I didn't think about before. So... Yeah, I agree. So um, it would appear the Bible doesn't really tell us or give us a hard number as far as how often we should pray. We know, I know for a fact that Daniel played th- prayed three times a day, but that was just his personal thing. All right. Um, and we're told in First Thessalonians to pray without ceasing. First, First Thessalonians uh, sixteen through eighteen says, "Rejoice always, pray continually," and that's the key verse that I wanted to point out. King James says, pray without ceasing. NIV says, pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, what do you think of when you hear, pray without ceasing? What does that mean to you? Or what do you think it means? What do you think it was supposed to mean? I think, excuse me, I think it means that we should be praying no matter what circumstance we're in. Right. So whether it's good or bad. Right. Um, where we don't just pray when we need something. Right. Um, and I think it goes to the power of prayer in terms of um, it's not just something you say once. It's something that is a continued thing. Mm. Um, praying for something that um, you want God to do in your life and move in your life is not going to be a one-time prayer. Hey, God, do this. Yeah. Or bring me down this path, please. Yeah. It's not going to be just that. It's going to be a... Because, see, I think I think we need to go to the conversation of what prayer is. And pr- prayer is not just a ask God for something and he does yeah. it or doesn't do it. Prayer is our avenue, our conversation to have a, re- a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And if we look at it as our cornerstone of our relationship with Jesus, then it means prayer is how we talk to him. Yeah. And if we want a relationship with Jesus, we want a good relationship with Jesus, praying 
without stopping or um, what did he exactly say on that verse? Without pray with, ceasing. Pray without ceasing. It means to talk to Jesus without, you know, without stopping. With, yeah. You know, to always be talking to Jesus yeah. is how I look at it. See, I think, I think uh, I'll expound on that a little bit. I think it, it also means that when you say, pray without like talk to him like you would your dad. Yeah. Like when you're driving in the car, just pretend that he's next to you. Yeah. And just talk to him. I mean, and yeah, like you said, don't necessarily go to him with complaints. Maybe just say, you know, on your way to work, thank him for another day. Thank him for another chance to uh, provide for your family. I mean, I think it's, I think when we, when we hear the word pray, I think a lot of times the first thing we think of is kneeling by your bed, folding your hands, closing your eyes, saying, dear God, yada, 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 amen. Right. That's not the way it has to be. Right. I mean, you can have a conversation with God without those parameters. Well, I think those parameters and maybe that version of what we, of what people think it is. Yeah. Is intimidating. Yeah. I think that's where... Prayer is very foreign to people. Yeah. Um, well, because we don't talk to people that way, and I'm not saying that that those parameters aren't important. I mean, you should kneel, you should humble yourself and come to a state of prayer at times, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. I mean, it going down the road like it, it's not ju- God is not judging our prayer type, right. right? Our prayer style or where we are yeah. at when we're praying. Um, he simply prayer is him us talking to him, and he wants us to talk to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I think if I remember right, I think Abraham prayed in a very strange way. He would just starfish flat on his back <laughs> and shout prayers up to God. If I remember right, I'm not 100 percent certain, but I was I was reading a thing about how all of the major faiths well, of the Bibles prayed. Yeah, and also let's go into the idea of um, let's break this down for 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 men. For, for anyone that's listening, because what we what do we want them to get out of this episode? Let's give let's give them a little bit of uh, insight and not just throw this on throw it at the end. But we want them, and we want people to have a good prayer life. I mean, we want yeah. to inspire. I mean, right, right, we right. want to inspire ourselves to be better right. than we are right now, and we want to grow in that. But but ultimately, we're bringing this up as a topic because we want people to understand prayer more and be inspired um, by what we're talking about. Yeah, and it ultimately, ultimately, it goes down to well, I want I want to talk about the aspect of prayer, and let's dive a little bit more into how to pray, and what you're talking about. Just talk to him like your dad instead of it doesn't have to be these fancy words that are in the yeah. Bible yeah. or, um, or like you hear pastors preach on the weekend or something or pray on the weekend. It doesn't have to be fancy. It can be simply simple, you know. Um, I I heard one guy. I was watching a uh, there's a video I was watching, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, talk to God however you talk." Yeah. Like if you are like, and that's dope, God. You know, <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, "That's what I do." You it's going to be lit in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so it, you don't have to be this prim proper person yeah with um hebrew th- language and all yeah. this jazz well so now that we've touched on 
Well, we touched on a lot of things. Yeah, I probably jumped all over our outline. <laughs> but uh, let, let's. So, how how do we build the spiritual muscle? Repetition. Repetition. I mean, how do you build any muscle? Like, how, sure. do, you, how do you build a physical sure. muscle? Well, I mean, um, consistency. Fi- yeah, consistency. You got to use it right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's let's go let's go into our. Uh, you know, we're not personal trainers here, but I've been taught by a personal trainer. And when you're when you're lifting weights and you're building muscle, you want to you got to do the exercise correctly. Yeah. And you have to have a good amount of reps. Yeah. And you got to have consistency. Yeah. And I think also in there you throw in challenging. You know, yeah. you got to challenge yourself to uh, kind of dive out of your comfort zone a little bit more. Right. Or talk. And we're not talking. To, well, let's take that from comfort zone of maybe lifting weights and adding more weight and more yeah. weight and more weight. In a godly standpoint of prayer, how I would talk about it is, we need to. What do you talk to God about? Yeah. Maybe you need to talk to him about a certain subject that you don't normally yeah. talk to him about because yeah. you feel conscious about it. Yeah. Self-conscious. One of these, uh, so when I was listening to these pastors, Chip Ingram was talking about this guy that, you know, he said, you know, he'd pray all the time and nothing seemed to come of it. Right. So he's just like, well, sit down and pray with me. And basically this guy just started just just essentially complaining. Hmm. Just started, you know, saying... God, you know how bad my life was, and you know how my father abused me, and and uh, you know how everyone picked on me. And he didn't, you know, he didn't even say help me with these things. He just basically just started listing off all of the... All the wrongs. Yeah, which, I mean, it sounded like a guy had a hard life, but, right. I mean, eventually you have to... Well, I think there, you know, I, I think there's a... Uh, I think there's a place. Yeah. For talking to God about that, uh, like that a little bit. Yeah. But prayer can't be the ultimate avenue of complaints. Yeah. Um, I think if you're like, if you're frustrated at God and talking to him about it, I think that's okay. But there's got to be other foundational issues ironed out before that really right. helps you grow. Well, and so three points. We kind of talked on the first two. Um, we got to use it right. So in a sense, don't pull a muscle. Right. And uh, you got to use it often. Repetition. Well, and then there's also a point that I made on our little handy dandy outline here. Uh, You got to be patient for the results. And so when you work out, you know, you're not going to see results the next day. You're not going to be ripped. And I think a lot of people, we want to touch on the, you know, actually physically working out i think a lot of people get discouraged yeah i mean because they'll see results right and so they don't stick with it and i think the same can be said for prayer you know you want to see the scale move so right right so um we'll touch on all these a little bit more but uh who 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 taught you to pray did you pray with your dad or i mean yeah i mean i prayed with my family um I don't know how long we did it. I mean, my parents prayed with me as a kid yeah. at bedtime. Um, I don't remember really remember an age where we stopped. I mean, they'll still pray with me. Yeah, pray with me today. I mean, when I went through some tough stuff. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like if I have a. I never thought about 
hey, who taught me to pray? I mean, yeah. I just, I grew up in church and heard people pray. I mean, I never really thought about that. Hmm. What about you? You you have someone that particularly you think I'm, taught I'm, you to pray? Or? I'm pretty well the same way. I mean, I think, uh, I think my dad, we, I mean, he prayed all the time with me when I was a kid. And uh, I'm the same, same as you. I don't remember a time when we stopped. Um, I think he kind of just eventually just let me do it on my own. Right. And um, But, yeah, I never it, – it never occurred to me that you, there's a certain way to pray. And, like I said, it's a weird concept to think, you know, that we need to be taught how to pray. But um, – I mean, I think we need to – I think ultimately a lot of people have to understand the concept that prayer is not this overly religious thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the old first steps in opening yourself up to the idea of praying. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I'm not going to name him cause I didn't get full permission or any permission to tell the story. So <laughs> he probably gave me permission, but um, I'll just say that uh, I had a friend that um, was not, like, he didn't feel like he could pray, like he wasn't praying. And so his prayer to our group was, pray for me to pray, you know, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um, but to see him these days and the, and the spiritual, pray, like, how spiritual he is and pray, the prayer life that he has, and um, his, like, he just felt like he couldn't talk to God and yeah. just because of some of the things that happened in his life. Yeah. And... He felt like he wasn't worthy of that. That felt a disconnection there. And I know a lot of our our audience is probably listening, and um, the, that feels the same way. Yeah. Um, I know I felt this similar way in my life at some point. So when I've hit rock bottom, when I was um, doing the wrong things, I didn't feel close to God. I didn't feel yeah. like I could pray or I could talk to him. Um, and so getting past those things is important. And I think one of the number one things is to know that no matter what you've done, yeah, he's our father. Yeah. And just like our father, um, just like my father, I could always go to. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what I did, he was always there for me. Um, our father's like that. No matter what sin we've done, no matter what we've gone through, any time in our life, we can turn to him and he'll open his arms. Yeah, and we're actually going to touch on that father aspect quite a bit here in uh, here in a minute. But um, I don't know if I've taken us down a rap trail. I'm not even sure where we're at. But lead us into the right direction. Well, you're saying. well, I, I, well, you, see, I'm losing my thoughts already. That's my fault. I'm taking this, you, I'm taking us down the wrong path. <laughs> no, 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 no. You were on the right path. But uh, if you feel like you don't know how to pray like if, if you if that strikes if the fact that you know we have to be taught how to pray if that strikes you as well like huh I didn't think about that before or maybe you're a new Christian I mean we do have a personal trainer that tells us gives us an outline essentially mm-hmm. and uh, otherwise th- this this prayer is also known as the Lord's Prayer and Jesus talks about it in Luke chapter 11 pretty extensively uh, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. 
He said to them, when you pray, say, Father. Very important. I think this is one of the first instances in which God is referred to as Father. Abba, Father. Uh, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, so first he recognizes God's holiness and uh, his position. We recognize his position. Okay. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So then he addresses what God's goal is. His will, he has a perfect will mm-hmm. for all of us. Right. And the, the main goal is his kingdom. Right. Which is uh, heaven, essentially, and uh, what he has in store for us. On earth as it is in heaven, give us each day our daily bread. God, give me what I need. Mm-hmm. Give me enough grace for today. I not I don't need what I want. I want what you think I need. Right. So give us each day our daily bread. Forgive our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us. Um that goes back to recognizing his holiness and that we can't we can't attain that. So we ask forgiveness as we also treat others the same way. Uh Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And I can't remember, because it's worded very weird, lead us not into temptation. We don't think about God leading us into temptation, because he doesn't. He doesn't do that. And I can't remember, there's been plenty of times where I've read explanations as what he means by that. And they're all the same. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's a simple answer mm-hmm. but I can't remember for the life of me what it is say the verse again uh, which part the, just the temptation part and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil well I mean I think essentially it were, the prayer is asking to lead us and lead us away from things that tempt us from the things that of this world, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I think that's maybe the global aspect of that is lead us away yeah. from the things of this world. That sounds familiar. So Jesus gives us this very basic outline. Um, obviously, he wants us. He wants us to ask for things. Right. Does that doesn't mean we're going to get them. Right. But we should also recognize that he is always going to give us what we need for the day. And uh, recognizing his holiness, his position, knowing that he's our father. I mean, this very basic outline that he gives us is something that you can use to flex your spiritual muscles. Yeah. And it. Well, and, and let's acknowledge that um, sometimes when we pray, when we talk about getting what we need, Sometimes we're not going to understand why we're, what, why we're not getting what we think we... Right, need. right, right. Um, I think... Uh, there's no... Ult- I guess what I want to put out there is that there's no ultimate prayer. There's no ultimate person that, is a, that has obtained the ability to pray and get always what, they want, what, what they're praying for. Yeah. It's not because I want to put out there that it's not because you haven't 
you haven't grown enough yet in your prayer life to earn more favor from God to get your prayers answered. Right. It's not why he answers one and not the other. Right. Um, it's because it's simply his will. Right. Um, and so I just, I just want to state that. I just feel like that, because you know, a lot of people, I mean, if, a lot of people when it comes to prayer, it's not just that they feel intimidated. Um, they feel unloved. They feel like they feel unheard from right. God. Right. Um, and I think that turns a lot of people away. And so. Well, and that that's touching a lot on the be patient with results part of it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, he's very clear. He talks about. Um, so we'll jump down to Luke 11, verse 11. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So, maybe people feel in love because maybe... But I mean, how often do you think that we ask for a fish? We think we're asking for a fish, when in reality it's a snake. And he's not going to give us that snake. Because we, we don't know what we need. We don't know what we need. We we say, God, I need this, but do we really? You know, and yeah, I think I think the the toughest part is is the unanswered prayers. Yeah, for things like sick loved ones. Yeah, or you know, situations like that where. Um, you have someone that you love that's in, you know, has cancer or, yeah. um, or something similar to that in terms of, um, a bad outcome yeah. could happen or is happening. Um, I think that it's challenging to have faith in prayer, faith in God really yeah. during those times. And, and I bring that up, um, cause I know we probably have listeners that are going to have instances either now yeah. or in the future where, I mean, you could be the most dedicated prayer in the world. You could be the most dedicated to Jesus in the world. And yeah. you're so, like, it, it may not look like a snake that you're asking for. And it like, how could it, how could that ever be a snake asking for a loved one right. to be healed. Right. Um, but it's still not be part of God's will. Right. And I think that's, and I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this out there to let people know that there's, I mean, that there's everyone goes through like everyone's going to go through that at some point. Yeah. And, but not, 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 I'm not throwing this out there for us to give anybody an answer to that because, you know, ultimately God's will, we, we don't have the answers to some things that God's going to do in our lives. Yeah. And, well, and one thing I've struggled with this whole thing is he tells us to be persistent. <laughs> he tells us to keep asking. I mean, um, uh, Luke, let's go to Luke 18. One through eight? One through eight. 
I'm guessing it talks about being persistent. Yes, the parable of the persistent widow. Okay. Have you ever heard it before? Um, probably. So, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And this this parable, essentially, um, there was a judge who was unjust, and a widow goes to him time and time again, asking him for justice against those who wronged her. Mm-hmm. And because she went to him over and over and over and over, finally he just gave in. And now that doesn't mean don't don't misconstrue this. All right, guys, uh, I'm not saying that if you continue to go to him, he's going to eventually give give you that Lambo you've been asking for for you know two years. That's probably a snake. A lamb, yeah, lamb, a Lambo's Lambo. probably a snake. Yeah, but um, I mean the gas mileage. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'd be more worried about speeding tickets. I don't know if they're... If well, I don't, you'd only get like five and then you'd be in jail. <laughs> well, man, do you think... Do you think you can drive a car with like like that without just totally hammering on it all the time? I'm amazed that people have even like... I, someone at Life Church has a brand new white Corvette. And I just don't know if I could... You talking about my grandpa? Is it his? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That C7 is his? Yeah. Wow. The the um the white one with the black hood with the black cow, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. See, I just can't imagine. Yeah, he's a big Corvette man. He's had like is he That's gonna, his fourth one. Is he going to get one of the new C8s? Well, grandma said no. Why? Um because he bought that one. <laughs> Traded in. Well, he his plan. He he told me uh, his hidden plan is possibly getting not hidden now, but Grandma's probably not listening. <laughs> but he wants to get the C like the Stingray. Like last time he got when the C seven came out, he got yeah. the first Stingray. Yeah, and then he got the um, Grand Sport. Well, he had the Grand Sport, the two thousand ten Grand Sport. Then he got the Stingray. Then he like traded both in for this other one, and so he's like, maybe I can do that again. <laughs> Because he's because he's, th- so. he's thinking because he has a, that that one's a Zeos no what is it yeah the Z06 the new like that the model of oh it. the one he's yeah. got now okay yeah. well I was gonna say because you know they have special packages yeah. so that that's one of the most special the new, ones the new C8 is like history in the making because uh, the granddaddy of the Corvette the guy who designed the Corvette I can't remember his name uh, I don't know if that Zora I think it was Zora. Zora something. The guy who designed the Corvette wanted it to be mid-engine from day one, mm-hmm. and they just did it. I wouldn't be surprised. But Grandpa's car guy, he might get one. Anyway, that's man. We went down a heck of a trail. rabbit trail. Anyway, um, but he, I think he's gonna have to be persistent. <laughs> I think <laughs> with the, Grandma to get that Corvette. The 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 issue here is not being persistent, just in what you're, but just being persistent, you know, and asking him in faith. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that doesn't mean it's gonna happen. And I've heard. I think I've we got to open up our prayer life from asking for specific things. I mean, I think we all oh, we can ask for something specific. There's nothing wrong. Well, with he that. tells you to be specific. But I also think we got to open up our prayer life and our mind to the idea that God's gonna answer prayer some sometimes in a different way. Yeah, and yeah. lead us down a different path. Yeah, and it's he may not. He's not not answering the one that we're asking for, but he's answering it in a different way. But we have to make sure that we have the right perspective yeah. to see his answers. Absolutely. And I mean, I've heard of people praying for something for 15 years, 
before it ever gets answered. Yeah. And talking about uh, answering in a different way, I know that there was a story told to me about a young woman who had children in the home, and she prayed to God every day that those children would not leave the home without believing in Christ. And one of them did. And, you know, she prayed day in and day out that he would eventually find him. And uh, so this prayer that she prayed every day that her children would not leave the house before finding Christ, well, this guy, this guy went off and uh, just engaged in all kinds of debauchery, anything you can think of, mm-hmm. gambling, drinking, sex, all of it. I think he wound up in prison and turned his life around, became a diehard follower for Christ, wrote a book, and now, I mean, who knows how many people have been saved because of that book. Right. Uh, so she didn't get her wish, but through her, something was accomplished more like something that she couldn't even imagine was accomplished right. through her, through her lineage. And he, it's actually, he's actually a very famous, uh, preacher. I just can't remember his name. Okay. I can't ever remember anything you, on the show. Need, you need to start remembering I need to write names. this stuff down, but, uh, notes, notes, man. It's not, man. I can't help with these. I don't know names. Anyway, so, I mean, we're told to be persistent. We're told to be specific and concise and ask in faith. And when I say be patient for the results, I mean, ask in faith and then just, if it comes, it comes. Yeah. But when it, when it does, you know, you need to praise him. Yeah, well, and, and see, sometimes, I mean, I think that the relationship's being built even when prayers are not being answered. Exactly. And sure so, it is. Um, I mean, that's that's when we build our relationship yeah. with God is when the strongest is when we are going through the valleys Yeah, and he wants to be there for us. Yeah. And just because, um, he's not necessarily answering the prayer doesn't mean he's not sitting yeah. there right beside us, holding us, well, holding I mean, our head. The whole point is it's strongest when you go through the valleys, but the whole point of that valley is hopefully when you come out of that valley, you're still retain that relationship. And, Oh man! You almost sneezed. There, I man. almost did. I almost did. Uh, but retaining that relationship, I think, is where the work comes in. Yeah. I mean, I would almost guarantee that. Okay, so big fan of Brian Shaw. I don't know if any of you all know who that is. He's uh, three, maybe four time, four time world strongest man now. I think. Okay. And big fan of his. Watch his stuff all the time. I love watching him compete. If you ever go watch strongman competition, it's really cool to watch. But. Uh, so I guarantee you that even he has days where he does not want to go train. Right. He can bend frying pans, steel frying pans. He can roll them up like a burrito with his bare hands. But I bet you even he doesn't want to train. And, you know, he could walk into any gym, any gym he wants and outlift anybody. But he's there. there are days where he doesn't want to train. And I think it's the same way with our spiritual life. There are going to be days where we don't want to pray. There are going to be days when we don't want to talk to God. Not because, you know, not because we hate God. It's just, you know, maybe we feel like we're losing our touch or we just get lazy. But uh, I found oftentimes that when those uh, times come up, that's when we should pray the most. And, well, you know, it goes into, um, I mean, let's talk, let's talk about this. Prayer can be off the cuff driving down the road. Mm-hmm. Prayer can be right before bedtime. Mm. 
but I think there's something to say and important and something that I need to add back into my life. Yeah. Is setting some time aside just for God. And Pastor Craig this weekend talked about his message and that he's just been running. He's been having anxiety over the amount mm-hmm. of time. Yeah. And that he's spending on things and not having enough time to get things done. And just in this last two months of his life, the messages that he had to create, he didn't have technically enough time for, like in terms of reality of like how much he normally spends on a message Mm -hmm. and how much time he had to do a message. I think it was like 26, 21 messages or 16 messages in in 21 days. Yeah. Normally he had only had 11 days to do. Yeah. And, but he decided, and I love this concept, you know, he's, and he's like, you know, he said he always, you know, has done the tithe with his money, but he decided he needed to start tithing his time. And so instead of taking that time that he normally spend on a message and he's so worried about trying to fit in all the, you know, the, getting the message done, he took 10% of his time right at the start of it and he devoted it to prayer and connecting with God Yeah, and let God take that 90% of the time that was left. And so, you know, I think that's an interesting concept of trying to find time for God because we, we put so much things into our lives. Yeah. I mean, even godly things, you know, life group can be a time, can be a distraction if we're not seeking God individually. And I just think it's so important. Um, and I did this for a while at the beginning of the year, you know, ironically, you know, when you do um, resolutions and, mm-hmm. and I did it for about 90 days and... I kind of got off of it just before vacation or right around vacation and never got back on it. And I, I, I know I need to, but each morning I would spend time. I would actually do a tread. I did the treadmill for like 60 days straight. And every day I would, um, take that first, first few minutes to spend time with God and talk to him like five, 10 minutes. And then I would spend about five or 10 minutes, um, listening to a book that I was reading. Um, and, but that was like my godly time, you yeah. know, and my time, no, you know, not like godly time, oh my, you know, doing godly things, but my time spending and yeah. building my relationship with Jesus. And it was so, I felt so much more connected when I was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I find often when, like when I really don't want to pray, or maybe I don't know what to say, mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes I'll just start. Just start thanking him for stuff. Yeah. Like, I'll think of little stuff, big stuff, and just say, look, thank you. I mean, yeah. that was... And uh, so, I, I don't know, maybe we should set a goal this week. You know, maybe just once this week, doesn't matter where we are, at work, just five minutes. Stop what you're doing. Maybe you have to... Maybe you got one of those bosses and you have to go to the bathroom. Pretend you're doing a number two. <laughs> and just... uh stop for five minutes and thank him make a request if you need to maybe we'll make that a goal for us and our listeners yeah how about a challenge we'll call it a challenge um challenges set aside five minutes that nothing else is happening but talking to god this week mm-hmm. i think it's a good idea yeah i like it all right so moving on any other thoughts Any other thoughts on prayer? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> well, I think so. That was, that's the subject matter. 
Okay. Um, you guys got to understand, we come to this with very little preparation. Well, we, we prepared. A lot of it is off the We wing. have a two-page outline. Well, this is I mean, super prepared. We're just we're just learning. <laughs> we're just learning. <laughs> no, I don't know if I have anything to close it off with. I mean, I've been, I've been, you know, just kind of. I I just want to hammer home the point that one, don't don't be intimidated. Absolutely. No, not. no matter what you're going through, what you've done, what sin you're going through right now. Yeah. Just forget about it. God yeah. wants, God has open arms right now. Yeah. His arms are open. So don't, don't be intimidated. Yeah. And then number two is it's not a set thing to say a prayer. Um, it's, a re- it's just how you build your relationship. Right. And if talking to God seems intimidating, write down, and I think this is okay to start with, is write down, write down your prayer and then just say it to him. Yeah. You know, um, I did that a lot at the beginning of the year too. I was doing my journal and writing down my prayers and then say it to him. And, yeah. um, I think that's okay. I think that's a great thing actually that can help you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys need to uh, seek out, seek out help from your local pastor, or um, maybe even look up these pastors I mentioned: uh, Charles Stanley, How to Pray the Bible Way. Um, Chip Ingram has a really good series on how to pray, and I cannot remember his name. Mike Fabares. There Just we go. Mike Fabares, Pastor Mike Fabares. He's got a really good, uh, really good one on prayer. Yeah, and. Uh, well, and also just uh, know that we want to pray for you. Um, reach out to us on um, our Facebook page, um, or uh, we're actually launching. We're going to be launching. Uh, I don't know if means. Yeah, it, let's it, talk about that. Talk about that. Yeah. So my idea is that we're going to launch uh, called a Men in Armor Small Group, and so we got our Men in Armor Facebook page. Okay, you can go on there. You can message us. You can post on there. Whatever you want. But I want to create a small group area where. Um, it's just kind of it's hidden from all the world, and you can you guys can just uh, go on there and um, kind of submit your not an application, but just submit your to get into the group. Just you know try to add it, and then we will then we'll okay it. But it'll be a secret group. That way, you guys can come on there and feel comfortable to talk about whatever you want. We're not doing the code anymore. Um, well, it, it it'll have a it might it's have a the, code. It's in the works. It's in it's the in works. The works. So by next episode, we'll have it all figured out. We're gonna we'll send have you, it all up and running. We're going to send you a code and then a code decipherer, and you're going to do this code, and it's going to say, be sure to drink your Ovaltine. And, okay, it's uh, not going to be that complicated. That'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> but, it but we want to, our ultimate thing we want to do is create community, and so. Yeah. Yeah, well, it sounds like a good idea to me. So Sweet. if you guys have any prayer requests or concerns or anything you want to talk about, Feel free to uh, once we get the page up and running, of course. Uh, That'll be we'll get it up and running by next episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, which actually by this time, because we're we're pre-recording all these. Well, next episode in September. So okay. We'll have it up and running by mid-September, which will be right when this episode's coming out. I think all right. sep- I think this episode is supposed to launch September 10th. So all right. If you're well, listening on September you 10th, then we were successful. There you go. There you go. Yep. So. Um, until then, 
try and uh, accomplish our, our challenge. challenge that we presented you guys, as well as ourselves. I mean, obviously, there's no such thing as too much prayer. In fact, you know, it says pray without ceasing. So Yeah, next week we'll talk about whether we were successful with our challenge. Yeah. Until then, suit up and fight on. See you guys later.